0: The Your Mark on the World Show is made possible by our sponsors, including Gate Global Impact, Seed Equity Ventures, and Patch of Land.
1: Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another change maker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe.
2: Good and welcome to the Your Mark on the World Show. I'm your host, Devon Thorpe. And our guest today is Vanessa Bartram, who is the founder of WorkSquare, the co-founder of LeVan, and the founder of, of um, oh my heavens, she does so much I can't even remember, the founder of Zora, the founder of Zora, uh, Vanessa, I'm sorry, thank you very much for joining us today, uh, Vanessa, we're thrilled to have you on the show.
3: Thank you for having me, Devin.
2: Well, uh, Vanessa, let's let's just quickly go through for context. Why don't you take us through uh, WorkSquare and uh, Zora and LeVant. Let us know what those companies are.
3: Sure, sure. So WorkSquare was a, is a social enterprise that I started in Miami in 2008. And it was a project that came out of research in business school that I was doing. I was looking for, you know, really I was fascinated by this concept um, of base of the pyramid, um, knew that I was moving back to Miami and thought, what product or service could I provide an audience in Miami that would allow, you know, the base of pyramid there to live a happier, more productive, more financially stable life. So I started spending time around um, the temporary labor market in Miami, going at, you know, six in the morning to different labor companies um, in, in what people traditionally think of as rough neighborhoods there. Um, And talking to the guys there about how they looked for work and, you know, why they looked for work there and not at McDonald's down the street, um, about how they got paid, about their hours, um, and just saw that there were really a lot of abuses in that industry. Um, You know, issues of wage theft, of nickeling and diming, um, for you know, to be able to show up on the job site with the right tools and equipment. Um, so I looked to start WorkSquare as a way to do a, a temporary staffing agency that would actually allow people to move into a more permanent, you know, financially stable position. So WorkSquare does staffing and recruiting, um, most of it temporary to permanent jobs, so we can help people find permanent jobs. Um, and also we realized that financial training was a big piece of that. Uh, Because we started to find jobs for people, um, and it didn't matter if someone was making $10 an hour or $15 an hour, um, if the spending habits, you know, still had them spending $15 an hour. So we have a focus on really helping people to build not just their income, but their net worth.
2: Yeah, that's really, really. What about LaVeya?
3: So... Levan was, Levan and Sora were sort of founded together as part of an idea. I moved to Tel Aviv three years ago from Miami and I was there knowing that I wanted to do angel investing in Israeli startups, Um, so impact startups. So entrepreneurs that have some amazing global scalable solution to something that they're doing in poverty, in health, in education, in the environment. Um, And I wanted to be able to invest in these companies. Um, But one of the things that I saw with some of the impact funds, you know, that exist today, you need to have a lot of money to participate in those funds. Um, So, you know, the funds maybe have investors that are coming in with half million dollars, one million dollars. And when I look around at my peer group um, in the U.S., I have a lot of peers that are interested in startups, um, but a half million dollar price tag is not not on their agenda. Um, so I was looking to do something um, in impact investing, but to be able to use that as a tool to inspire other people. And here's my age to also do that same thing. So it's a long answer to your question. Um, but it's sort, of sort of my impact investment fund that I'm doing in Tel Aviv. And Levon is a community, U.S.-based, a nonprofit of other impact investors, um, primarily within the Jewish community. That are interested in getting engaged in impact investing and to use that as a tool for discussing what are Jewish values um, and what does
2: our sort of religious tradition
3: have to say about investing.
2: The as you look at opportunities in Israel, do you see them as being? Uh, do, do you see that as being a fertile place for investment? Uh, are there opportunities there that are are better than opportunities in the u.s or do you do this out of a sense of loyalty and duty
3: um i i have been blown away by by the deal flow in israel Um, and the both the quantity and the nature of entrepreneurs there so Tel aviv just has a booming booming um venture capital scene tech scene innovation scene um, it's a little sort of, you know, Silicon Valley of the, of the, they call it Silicon Valley of the Middle East. And interestingly, I think a lot of the tools that Israel sort of developed being a young country without natural resources, without an ability to trade with their neighbors, um, made people be very self-reliant and develop a lot of technology in agriculture, um, a lot of technology in health, um, in clean water and renewable resources that I think really make Israel uniquely positioned uh, to, be, to be a leader in the in the social impact field.
2: Yeah. And so you found some good opportunities for investment in, uh, in the social impact space.
3: Yes, absolutely. And I'm actually I'm here in New York now bringing the first four companies that I'm looking at investing in um, bringing those entrepreneurs to come pitch to audiences of investors that we've put together here. Um, so we'll do that Monday night in New York and Wednesday night in San Francisco. Um, so it's, again, it's, it's, you know, I think the desire, you know, being a social entrepreneur can be a, an isolating or lonely experience. Um, and I think with each new job and activity I do, I'm looking for ways to bring that together and to be working in a more, a more communal way. So we'll have, you know, about 60 people in New York and 30 in San Francisco. that will be providing feedback, mentorship, and hopefully investment to the company we're bringing.
2: I, as I look at your your bio, I was struck by your education. You know, that I'm sure you appreciate most people don't get to go to Princeton and Harvard. Uh, and I, I'm struck by your career focus on doing good. I, I'm... I'm picturing uh, you as a young woman uh, uh, prowling the streets of Miami early in the morning in a rough neighborhood with your Ivy League pedigree and trying to understand the mindset that takes you from uh, Cambridge uh, to the back streets of Miami. Help us understand that connection. How does that work were you there doing it because of your education, in spite of your education? How do these things connect?
3: Hmm. I think, you know, really my, my desire to work in this area and my inspiration was something that was from childhood. Um, you know, I think increasingly to their credit, um, these schools are developing programs for people that have those interests more and more. I know Harvard Business School now is one of the top schools for social entrepreneurship. Um, but increasingly, I think it's less of a dichotomy. Um, you know, I, from an early age, knew that these were issues I wanted to work on. Um, I was inspired by my grandparents who came to this country as immigrants um, and, you know, lived in this world and told these tales from a time when working hard um, and, you know, accessing available public resources like schools that were there were sufficient to, to get you ahead and to have you be financially in a good place. And I think increasingly looking around and being raised, um, you know, in, in a family that was well off, that you know had the privilege of going to private schools and, and schools like Princeton and Harvard, um, increasingly you looked around and, and know that the rest of the world is not like this. Um, there was nothing I personally did to, to deserve to be on that trajectory, other than being at the right, born at the right time and place into the right people. Um, so I think that also informs a bigger commitment to. How do I level the playing field for everyone else who did
2: not get these opportunities? Yeah. Now, Vanessa, you are becoming a real role model uh, in the impact space. Who do you look up to as your role model? <laughs>
3: um, so many people. Um, you know, one, I think originally, initially, years ago, um, you know, Jacqueline Novogratz was obviously someone with Acumen Fund, was someone that I looked at and said, what an amazing person. Um, another, like I was saying before, CK Propolod, Fortune at the Bottom of the Pyramid, um, who since passed away. Um, but just incredible thinking about how to work on social problems and challenges with low income people and to do it from a place of dignity um, and respect and to be Open minded to learning. I think that's really for me the attraction of these businesses at the base of the pyramid is that that end user becomes the most important person. Um, and if that person is not willing to give you feedback on your product or use your product or pay some minimum amount for your product, that means it's not good enough. Um, and I think the dignity of having that person as a consumer of your product um, rather than a beneficiary in an in a aid or a nonprofit setting. Um, is
2: just so important um, and really mind-opening. Yeah, it is a powerful insight, uh, and, a, and as you say, perhaps a more respectful way to uh, approach uh, serving uh, fellow human beings. Now, uh, as you think about these life experiences that you've had in, in your youth and, and all, I, I understand why these things uh, became important to you. I guess uh, I, I'm curious about uh, why you feel so strongly today uh, about them and continue to uh, focus on, on, on helping people.
3: <laughs> um, good question. I There's nothing else that captures my attention or imagination. In that same way. Um, there's nothing, there's no wealth that I'm interested in acquiring, you know, beyond a certain minimum threshold. Um, there's no, there's no award or prize I'm looking for. Um, you know, my, what fuels me and drives me is, is that ability to create connection with people. Um, and that's what I get to do in my work every day.
2: Now, uh, you had some help along the way from uh, the Hitachi Foundation. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you've done for them or with them and how they've supported you and, and uh, the most recent initiative you've undertaken with them.
3: Sure. Uh, Hitachi Foundation, I talked a little bit about before about how you know being an entrepreneur, I think in general, and being a social entrepreneur can be a lonely endeavor. If you're in this 24-7. It's not just what you do when you go to work. It's your whole existence and life. So... I was part of lucky enough to be part of a program in 2012, the Hitachi Yoshiyama Fellowship Program, uh, where they picked a number of social entrepreneurs that are working on poverty in the United States and bring them together. Um, and to be able to go from doing your own thing to be suddenly thrown in a room with some other amazing entrepreneurs uh, working on similar problems it was just such a gift and so cool to have that community. So that was a fellowship over the course of two years. Um, And more recently, uh, Hitachi Foundation came back and said, we have this community of amazing alumni that did our program. How can we use them to better work together? And how can we use them as a resource for other people who want to go into social entrepreneurship? So they just did um, an online series called the Entrepreneur Exchange, without the E, entrepreneurexchange.com. And amazing series of video interviews with different social entrepreneurs talking about different aspects of starting their business and running their businesses. Um, and a great tool to be able to get more involved in, in social entrepreneurship and figure out what it might be like to, to start your own social enterprise.
2: Excellent, excellent. One last thing, Vanessa, before you go, if you would just, uh, we ask all our guests for an impact hack, some tip that would help us do more good in the world. What's yours?
3: Hmm. An impact tip to do more good in the world. Um, I think for me, increasingly, people are looking to, to find meaning and understand themselves in a very holistic way. Um, so, you know, there's this dichotomy of in impact investing. Your foundation, you know, might be giving to charity that helps the environment, but at the same time, you're using your principle and investing it in, in you know, oil or, or whatever it is that might be harming the environment. Um, the same way a lot of us go to work during the day and you know do our job and then on the side we do work. Um, I think my tip as hard as it is and, and for me this is a work in progress is learning how to align the different aspects of our lives and who we are um, being where we go for a job um, how we parent um, how we are as a sibling as a friend um, our, our religious spiritual community um, and being able to understand our values and Address them across all aspects of, of who we are, not just when we decide to be in front of them.
2: Oh, Fantastic. Well, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today, Vanessa. Before you leave, tell us how uh, people can connect with you.
3: Absolutely. I'm available um, through my website for Zora, um, Vanessa at Zora and also on LinkedIn.
2: Fantastic. Well, Vanessa, thank you very much for taking the time to be with us today. We wish you every success in the great work you're doing.
3: Thank you, Devin. Great to be with you.
2: All right. Let's do some
0: At the intersection of financial services and social media, GATE Global Impact. GGI uses new market infrastructure to facilitate investments in organizations that deliver a societal, environmental, and or a cause-related benefit in addition to a financial return. Seed Equity Ventures is a registered broker-dealer with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission and a member of both FINRA and SIPC, providing investment banking services to startups globally. SeedEquity's mission is to find the best and brightest entrepreneurs and connect them with global investors. Patch of Land is the leader in real estate crowdfunding with a mission to provide real estate entrepreneurs with easy access to capital from thousands of investors who want to invest in the revitalization of American neighborhoods. Patch of Land is building wealth and growing communities.